glassers. <laughs> it's the most exciting time of the year for us. What time is it? It's the 2022 Max Fun Drive. Hey. Oh, wow. So much slide whistle to be had. It only happens once a year. And listen, we know it's a lot, but we do a lot of really fun stuff because it's the best time of year for you to sign up and become a member of Maximum Fun Podcast Network. You get to support us and get gifts and get access to the Slack channel, get all sorts of stuff. We're going to talk about it on our break. But so don't fast forward through the break. Don't you dare press that fast forward Why button. would you want to fast forward through all this? Think of all the uh, slide whistle this, you'll be missing. This genius, brilliant slide whistle work. Mallory's becoming a professional slide whistleist. Um, at the break, we're going to talk about all the fun events we have planned, the stupid goals that we have come up with this year, and ways for you to get access to the Slack channel and get cool gifts. So all you got to do is go to MaximumFun.org slash join uh, to join or upgrade. So that's MaximumFun.org slash join. And we're going to start the actual episode now. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to the break. You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about how to start a genre that you have never read before, picking something new. But first, what are you reading, Bria? I just started reading. So I follow um, the Celebrity Book Club podcast. Um, and I just started reading a book that Chelsea, who has been on, former former guest of the show, friend of the show, Chelsea Devantes, um, uh, I saw on her Instagram, she was like, this book is amazing, and I wish everyone had it before they went to Hollywood, and it's Hello, Molly, the Molly oh. Shannon memoir. Jesse Thorne was just talking about that when we were on Bullseye. I know. I think I recommended it on that show, didn't I? Didn't I say it was? Did I recommend it? I can't oh, remember. I don't remember. It was a late. Oh no, those I didn't. late night bullseye recordings really get uh, yeah get wild. Yeah, we're, we're on bullseye. You gotta go check that out. But anyway, it's about her life. I'm only like maybe 20 percent of the way through, and it's just sort of about her childhood. I mean, she had a very uh, difficult childhood. Her father was an alcoholic, and um, her mother he. Her mother and sister were killed in a drunk driving accident when her father was driving. But it's also very, very funny. Um, uh, her life is very funny. The way she looks at the world is very funny. She is a um, a very positive person. And she reads the memoir, and that is also very funny because uh, she just says things, and she says it in that Molly Shannon-like way. Um, it's, it's, it's a really fun listen. Uh, what are you reading, Mallory? Oh, I am reading a coveted arc. Mm. Folks, get ready for the best sentence ever. Rachel Harrison wrote a Lady Werewolf book. Oh, hey. Yeah, it is so fucking good. It is called Such Sharp Teeth uh, by Rachel Harrison. And what I mean, what else do I need to say? It's about this young woman. She is in her late 20s. She's a twin and her big sister, or no, I guess her just regular sister, <laughs> equal sister, her twin has called her to come back home to, uh, she lives in, she lives in the city in New York City, but uh, her sister lives in like rural upstate New York and her sister is about to have a baby and she's just like 
broken up with her boyfriend, although the main character doesn't know why. And she asks her to come, you know, spend, like stay with her for a while, like to help her deal with being pregnant and having the baby. So she takes a leave of absence from her like really high powered fancy business job for like six months and goes to move back in with her sister for a while. And um, it's not a spoiler to say that basically as soon as she gets back, she gets attacked by a large creature mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and is her wound does not heal normally. And she starts getting some weird things happening to her. Werewolf uh, shit. Werewolf shit. But it's great because you have this like great storyline about turning into a werewolf. That's just really fun. And the, like the great horror that Rachel Harrison can do. It's sort of like a combination of cackle and the return because it's like a great horror book. But at the same time, it's like a really great examination of like this woman who's like trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life and trying to decide whether or not she should start dating the guy who's been in love with her since high school that she runs back into that she has also been secretly crazy about, but doesn't want to admit it to herself. And like Mm. trying to figure out the dynamics between she's been kind of estranged from her mom and her mom the mom comes back to help the sister with the with the baby so this like complicated family dynamics and sister dynamics and twin dynamics and like this great love story all sort of wrapped around a werewolf novel with some great spooky werewolf stuff and it's just great uh i finished it last night i literally told jeremy i was like i'm sorry i can't do anything else i have to finish this book because <laughs> it's just so good uh, it comes out oh my god i think it comes out in july uh, it comes out sometime this summer. Please pre-order it. It is absolutely astounding. So that's uh, Such Sharp Teeth by Rachel Harrison. And mine is Hello, Molly by Molly Shannon and Sean Wilsey. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Jen wrote in to say, I'm listening to episode 244 in the discussion about forgetting why you put a book on hold. This used to have happen to me all the time, so I thought I'd share my solution. I started keeping track of where I heard about a book along with a comment or one-line description on my TBR. I've tried a lot of different setups for my TBR slash books I've read list, but what works best for me is a spreadsheet. I have Apple numbers on my phone, so it's always with me, and the option to sort by different things or search the text make it easy for me to find the information I'm looking for. I have a habit of subscribing to way too many newsletters and podcasts, and this has helped me narrow down which ones I want to keep. If I notice that I'm not enjoying the recommendations from a particular source, it might be time to unsubscribe. If I notice that a certain description catches my attention frequently, that might be something I want to find more of. Also, if someone I know made the recommendation, it reminds me to follow up with them after I've read it. I know a lot of people find spreadsheets intimidating, but they can be as simple or complex as you like. Mine started off with just some basic information, but has gotten more elaborate as I think of new things I want to track about my reading. Tracking where you got your book recommendations is a really cool idea. Yeah, and I like the detail on this because it's searchable, which I do appreciate, which is the one problem with the way I track is there's no search there's no search engine when you look at the little book that I've handwritten everything in. And there that yes. that is super, super duper convenient. That is, a, that is a very good tip. Um, Susan wrote in a wheelhouse, biographies and autobiographies of all kinds comedic stories, joke books and cartoons of all kinds, nonfiction in every category, stories from other cultures that have been translated, how-to books, like how to draw, paint, sew, cookbooks, build a timber frame house, make fermented food, garden, take care of monarch butterflies from egg to release. You get it. I love the the way that this turns a little bit. You're like, draw, paint, sew, take care of monarch butterflies. You like, know, as complicated as you want to get. I love that. I love this. Also, I love the idea that Susan's like, well, I've mastered painting and sewing. What else can I do? Monarch butterflies. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, building a timber house frame house. I mean, that is uh, something you really should know if there's an apocalypse coming. Clearly, we need to move in with Susan because she's got a beautiful timber frame house that's mm-hmm. full of butterflies and 
food that she's cooked and paintings that she's made. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about reading in, in a genre you've never tried before, we're going to take a quick break. Hey. Hey, you. Don't skip forward. Don't you dare skip forward right now. Don't even think about it. We are working please, hard. Please don't skip forward. <laughs> we, are, we work really hard to bring you this show every week. And thanks to our incredible Maximum Fund members, we are able to stay independent. That's right. Bria and I are able to do whatever we want with this show. We, we can, talk can have about- slide, slide whistles all day. As many slide <laughs> whistles as you want. <laughs> no, <laughs> we got true slide whistle freedom. No one's coming in. Imagine if we were like part of a big corporation and we got a call that was like, we got an 86 of slide whistles. <laughs> <laughs> Too silly. <laughs> <laughs> so pick freedom and pick slide whistles. Uh, yeah, we can talk about the best snacks to eat while reading. We could discuss horse girl books. We can review bookmarks in excruciating detail. Whatever we want. Yeah, we swear. We can recommend whichever books we want. We can review erotica about having sex with your neighbor. Y'all, we've done all of these wait, things. Wait, 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 oh, yeah, wait, please. Say that again. <laughs> we can review erotica about having sex with your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> So we have all this freedom because we're an independent show, and we're an independent show because of the support of listeners like you. Yes, you person listening to the show. The 2022 Maximum Fun Drive has already begun. That's right. As you are listening to this, it is happening right now. You can go to MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support Reading Glasses for as little as $5 a month, or if you have an existing membership, you can upgrade it. So- Maximum Fun always sets goals, and they have great goals, and when they reach them, certain things happen, but we always do our own goals because we are extra like that, and this year, we'll be doing so much, so much. Mallory, you want to talk about the goals that we have we have set for ourselves? Yes. So first off, back by popular demand, if yes. we get 100 new subscribers, we will be doing another readathon. Y'all loved it last time. We're going to do it again. If we get 250 new subscribers or upgrading subscribers, that's right. If you upgrade, this counts towards the goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be reading an Amish romance book and doing an event about it. We are, have already chosen the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, just so you know, those are called bonnet rippers. And so get excited oh my God. about that. Yes, I found out that they're called bonnet rippers and immediately texted Bria and Sean. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, and then at 350, 350 upgrading or new members, we are going to do a live event where we eat food mm-hmm. with our bare hands and test them on book pages to show you the best foods that will leave the least amount of residue on your books. We are, there will be Cheetos involved. There will be chocolate, chocolate for sure. We're calling uh, this the live snack finger testing, which I think is we a very think of weird a better name, name for this. but I think it works. And then, very exciting, folks, at 500 newer subscribing members, we're going to start having quarterly Zoom hangouts. So that means it will be for subscribers only. And every quarter, you will get to hang out with Bri and I in a Zoom room. We will talk about the books that we're reading. We want to hear about the books that you are reading. We want to recommend books to each other. It's going to be a little virtual book party four times a year. We're really excited. But again, that's only for members, and it's only going to happen if we hit 500 new or upgrading members. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a lot. Mallory, you're going to tell them about the next one, the next, next highest one, because it's one people have asked for a lot. 
Yes, and we've been shooting for it. We're really excited. We will be doing an anticipated books quarterly episode. So that is right. At 750 new or subscribing members, every quarter, Bree and I will put together our own curated list of books that are coming out in every genre, from poetry to romance to horror to mystery. And you will be able to put those books on hold at the library, pre-order them. You will get to see, uh, you know, we, we've had so many episodes about like, people saying, God, I wish I knew what books were coming out. Well, folks, we're going to help you out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have one big stretch goal. We actually have two, but we have actually, one big stretch. even more than that. We have more than that. We have things hidden. If things, if things go quickly, we have more things to play with. Yes, the- but the first stretch goal we will reveal right now, and if we get a 1,000, 1,000 new or subscribing members. Which is more than we've ever gotten, to be fair. Yes, mm-hmm. but we're shooting for the moon here, folks. We are going to do an in-person event, an in-person reading party yeah. with Mallory and Bria. Yeah. Chocolate will be served. Yes, we don't know where. It's all going to be great, though. We will figure it out. And it could be very fun. You could meet other glassers if you live in the area that we do it in, we're doing in, which will probably be the Los Angeles area. But we will give you plenty of time to plan if you want to come to town for that. So in-person reading party for members if we get to 1,000, which we've never had that many before. So that would be a big stretch goal for us. So we got a lot of cool goals, and we really want to get to them. Will you go to MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support us? Right now, you can sign up for as little as $5 a month. You can upgrade your existing membership. Just $5 gets you access to the Slack channel and our regular Zoom hangouts. $5 a month for four episodes a month. It's less than $2 an episode. And people love the Slack channel. It is very popular. It's my favorite place on the internet. If you have a book problem that... I mean, you you can bring your book problems. You can bring in what your wheelhouse. People will give you suggestions. It's not just Mallory and I in there. There's tons of people in there talking all the time. There's hundreds of people in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyone signing up or upgrading to any level gets us closer to these goals. They get us to the Amish romance. They get us to the quarterly books episode, uh, anticipated books. They get us to the in-person reading party. So anyone who signs up at any level at all, the drive only lasts two weeks. And by the time you hear this, we are almost halfway through. So if you are just now finding out, if you're not on social media, you're just now finding out it's not too late, you can help out right now. So please go donate right now, MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support Reading Glasses. Folks, please, you, will you go and support us? If we have ever helped you get out of a book slump, recommended a book to you, helped you in your reading life in any way, we would love to get your support. It is how we keep the show independent. It is how I get to play the slide whistle on every single episode now. It means the world to us. So please go right now, MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support us. This week, we've all gone through it. You get curious about a genre you've never tried before, but you have no idea where to start. A new release, a classic of the genre, a recommendation from someone, we are here to help. Bria, has this ever happened to you? Am I genre curious? Is that the question? (laughs) Um, Sure. It's, you know, look, I... Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Sure, go ahead. God, this slide whistle... (laughs) I won't say it's overused within one week, but maybe after two. Um... (laughs) 
Look, when I'm doing a challenge, this is when I'm going to do a new genre because I like the genres I read. I'm very stuck in my ways. Um, I don't often read out of my comfort zone, but I try to, and a challenge gets me there. Our challenge, but other people's challenges as well. Um, And I should read probably out of my comfort zone more often. A few years ago, I had to read a Western, which was something I never pick up. And this was quite a harrowing journey for me where I was like, okay, I got to read this Western. I got to figure it out. So that was like a good like step into a world that I feel like I didn't really read in often. A dusty Uh, world. A very dusty, dusty world. What about you? Does this happen to you? Oh, yeah. Years and years ago, uh, I was much more structured in my reading and I would try to make sure I was rotating genres as much as possible, like read one horror, then a literary fiction, then I feel a like fantasy. you were like that when we, when we started the show. Yeah. Um, and it was nice because it made me try a lot of genres I've never read before, like westerns. This, I started reading westerns because of this. Literary fiction, poetry, thrillers. Uh, but it definitely made me run into this problem. Like with a lot of these genres, I really had no clue where to start. So, Bria, how did you solve your your Western dilemma. Right. All your all your friends are reading Westerns and you just want to be a cool kid. Um, <laughs> I mean, I started with doing a lot of research, a lot of Googling, and a lot of asking around. Like, so if I'm going to read something out of my comfort zone, I, I got to make sure it's the right book for me, you know? Because it, and specifically for me, because the right book for me may not be the right book for somebody else. So a classic may be great. A classic Western may be great. Um, And they often are. Classics are great for a reason. But maybe a newer one in the genre that has more updated themes might resonate with me better knowing the things that I tend to read. Um, So it involved a lot of research beyond the typical, you know, what this is what people read when they get into this genre. What about you? Uh, well, I think the biggest problem in the situation is you feel overwhelmed. It makes yeah. you feel like there is so much pressure on your choice. Like, what yeah. if you end up hating the book? What or if it makes you these... reluctant to keep reading in the genre? Yeah, or these all these cool kids who know all about, you know, uh, uh, dystopian literature, and you're suddenly <laughs> like, but I'm not a cool kid. I want to know about the cool bands, too. <laughs> uh, so the first thing I recommend, the thing that I did— to, did to solve this is to take the pressure off. I feel like that's always my advice with everything, but it's really true because uh, you can always dump the book and try something else. I don't, you have to take that expectation that you have to pick the absolute perfect book that is like the perfect encapsulation of the genre and get rid of, like, get rid of that expectation. I think it's good that you always say that because I think you're a person who puts a lot of pressure on yourself. So I think putting... Correct. So I think <laughs> identifying that that's very important, like you're, you're speaking to your people. I think it's very good. I think it's good. Um, I also I think you should stay away from current hype. This is something you and I have Ooh, talked about yeah. lately. Um, like, okay, if you're going to pick like, and this is me being a sci-fi reader, if you're going to pick a new sci-fi book, I would pick one at least a couple of years old. Um, but that would go, I think, for any genre because I feel like books get a lot of hype the year they come out because it's like people are pushing them or people want to, they haven't even read them yet, but they're like, oh, they're pro- it's probably good because it has a clever title or a good cover or whatever. But the real question is, can they withstand the test of time? Which again is why I think classics can be good. But even a book just like three or four years older that didn't come out this year um, is probably a stronger choice because if people are still talking about it, it still has positive ratings on Goodreads. Um, Your friends that read these kind of books are like, oh, you know, it was good like a few years ago that I keep thinking about. Like that's the book to read instead of the one that came out this summer. It hasn't been summer yet. The one that came out in January that that everyone was like, oh, holy shit, I can't believe, you know, so-and-so wrote a new book, but then they never talked about it again. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I try to do somewhere in the middle. So when I try to do a new a new genre, I try to I skip the classics, but I also skip like the big buzzy new titles. Mm. Um, you because skip it all. The thing, <laughs> just don't just don't do it. Uh, well, because I normally I I at least know something about those books. Most classic books, people will at least know the storyline. They'll know there's you know just through cultural osmosis. So sure, maybe sure. those books, they'll, they're, maybe they're already built up in my mind or even the buzzy ones. You see a lot of buzz around a book and you're like, oh, well, if I don't like this book, maybe I don't like the genre. I find that it's easier to start on a genre when you don't have all that hype and prior knowledge in your brain. Um, I try to find something that is in my wheelhouse and appeals to me instead. Like I just try to pick it out. I know this sounds this sounds really simple, but it's hard to do when you're starting a new genre. Just try to pick something that appeals to to you. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up a big horror and fantasy reader. Basically, when I was a teen and in middle school, like I did, I read nothing but like fantasy and horror books. Um, so when I wanted to start try try reading more literary fiction when I was in college, I started with a horror adjacent literary fiction. My I think it was like the last werewolf or something. I didn't try to pick something that was like so outside my wheelhouse. I tried to. F- find something that was like close enough and that kind of got me into literary fiction. Wow. I think we're going to have to have a Bria Mallory separation here because I will say one thing that I, one thing I like about reading is I like to talk to people about what they're reading and I want, and the books that I feel like I will be drawn to are books that I know other people will be able to talk about. So it is a little bit of a buzzier book, a book that got some critical acclaim and also maybe, and that might include a classic because it's the ones that like, like if let's say I'm venturing into memoirs because I'm reading a memoir this week and I know people who, t- who read memoirs a lot. Like I want to talk to them about that. So I'm going to pick one that I feel like I can talk to someone about even though I'm not super well versed in that genre. Does that make sense? So, so we're saying that the perfect book is a buzzy book from like five years ago. I think so for me. I think so. I mean, no, I think that's perfect because it's enough. It's not a, for me, it would not be a classic, but it would be far enough removed from the buzz that it's not like there's not too much hype around it. Mm-hmm. So just find, like, look for bestsellers from like five years ago. <laughs> I think that's a good idea because a lot of people yeah. have read it by this point. I mean, it takes people, books take a long time to read. So, like, there's most people are not reading the books as they come out. People, you know, they read them in their book club like two or three years later or something like that. Um, I mean, look, I'm not going to. I'm not going to shame a classic. There's a reason they're classics. <laughs> I think people might want to, you know, people are might get excited about a classic. No problem with that. But I definitely will say that, um, yeah, a, a buzzy book from five years ago. Read, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> one of those books that the library has like 100 copies of because they were so popular, but there's some available right now. Yeah. I mean, that's really, because that's the other thing too, is that they'll be everywhere. Your mm-hmm. library's going to have no hold, baby. Yeah, no hold. <laughs> Um, also finally, never sleep on a recommendation from a friend. I yeah. think you asking people is all, such a good way to go. Um, I started both romance, the romance genre and the Western genre genre with recommendations from friends. Uh, my, I think I talked about this on the show a long time ago. Uh, my first ever Western was Lonesome Dove, which was mm-hmm. my friend Liberty Hardy over at Book, Book Riot recommended. I always trust her recommendations and she was so right. She's so fucking right. I love that book so much. And it made me love the genre. It made me be like, oh, wow, this is, I never knew Westerns could be like this. Um, so a friend or just, you know, someone on social media that you know, maybe someone in the reading glasses slack mm. who who loves the genre will be able to give you a recommendation that is a little more personalized to you. And again, it'll be coming from someone who loves the genre. What better person to ask about it? Yeah, Absolutely. So you can send your thoughts on starting a new genre to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com before we answer a reader problem and a recommendation request. We're going to take a quick break. 
Y'all, we asked you to call in or write in with nice things about reading glasses. And I'm just going to read one here, and we're also going to play one. Um, Britt wrote in and said, I started listening to reading glasses in early 2020 when so, like so many other people, I was trapped in my house with a lot of uncertainty and fear. Listening to Brian Mallory made me feel like I was hanging out with friends and chatting about books and I powered through every episode. Two years later, Thursday has become my favorite day of the week because it means a new episode to listen to. And I am so happy to be a part of the community of Glassers. I have found so many great reads because of the podcast. And although my TBR list might be even more daunting than ever before, I wouldn't have it any other way. We're also going to hear from Gabby from Georgia. Hey, Maximum Fun. This is Gabby from Georgia. I just wanted to call in and let you know how much I love the Reading Glasses podcast. I started listening to the Reading Glasses podcast maybe three months ago when I got stuck in this book slump of reading just a whole bunch of nonfiction, and it was so fun and so interesting, but just not really making me happy anymore, and since then, I have just completely maxed out my library card with fantasy and science fictions and mystery so just thank them for me, uh, for making my library a whole lot more interesting. Bye. So, folks, you might have gathered. What time is it, Bria? Maximum fun drive time. <laughs> it, folks, it's already happening. It's happening right now as we speak, as you listen to us, wherever you, maybe you're driving or walking your dog or doing the laundry. But Maximum Fun Drive is happening right now. It's the best time of year to support us, and not just support us, but folks, you support us, and you get stuff for it. Mm-hmm. You may tell you what they get? Yes. Okay. At $5, you get some bonus content. This year, we recorded an episode about our favorite and least favorite book-to-movie adaptations. Y'all know we don't talk shit, except in the BOCO. We will yes. talk shit in the BOCO. <laughs> and then you get, and remember, when you, when you sign up to support us at MaximumFun.org slash join— to support us at $5 a month, you get not just this year's bonus content, but you get all the BOCO we've ever done. Yeah, plus Slack channel access. And we'll do a personalized recommendation for you. You just need to send us an email with your wheelhouse. And we do those either live on Instagram or via email. Yes. At $10, you get the cool patch this year. We have really great patches that we designed. They're two-inch round patches, perfect for ironing or sewing onto your clothing item of choice or backpack or whatever, whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, basically, it looks like a little Girl Scout patch, but it says, read more. It says, read more, which we wanted one that was kind of like not specific to reading glasses, um, but showed your love for reading, which I think that one totally did. Um, there's a ton of other cool stuff. At $20, you get the Max Fun Creativity Pack or a Rocket Hat. The Creativity Pack has cards and all sorts of stuff in it to tell you, give you creative things to do. We had to come up with cool ideas for it. And every podcast on Maximum Fun came up with cool ideas to put in the creativity pack. At 35, folks, if you want to support us and the whole Maximum Fun network at $35 a month, you get a messenger bag. Since, so since this is the first year Max Fun is ever doing patches, they figured you might want something to slap those patches on. So it's a messenger bag. It will uh, link to all the specs for it, but it's like a nice cotton canvas bag with the Max Fun Rocket logo on it. You can put patches in it. You can put books in it. You can put snacks in it. You can put a bunch of bookmarks in it. Whatever you want to put it in it. 
you can load it up and you also get the creativity pack or if you don't want the creativity pack, you can get the rocket hat. You also get the patch, the boko, all the other stuff from all the other levels. Yeah, there's tons of other cool stuff at $50, which is, we realize, a lot of money. They Maximum Fun wants to give you something to reflect that you're giving $50 to help your favorite podcasts get made every single month. Um, and what they send you is all the things we just talked about, plus a Metal Maximum Fun membership card. Very cool. It has your name laser engraved on it. And at $100 a month, you get an headquarters pass to Maximum Fun and immortalization at Max Fun HQ. Basically, what you're going to do is you get to visit Maximum Fun four times a year virtually with the Maximum Fun hosts and staff. So we're doing something similar on our side of things, but you would actually get to do that with all Maximum Fun, which is very cool. So much amazing stuff. We are so excited about it. So folks, when you sign up to support at any level, remember, you are not just supporting Maximum Fun and helping them stay independent. You're supporting us and helping us stay independent. You are helping us pay our bills. You are helping us put up this podcast every single week. You are helping us pay Sean. It really, I mean, I don't know what Bree and I would have done without the support from Maximum Fun subscribers during the past couple of years of the pandemic. It really means the world to us. We love being able to do this show every week. And the only reason we can do it every single week, four times a month, all year, is because of listeners like you. So you, person, lovely glasser listening to this, will you sign up to support us at one of these levels? You can go right now. Please, please, please go to MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support Reading Glasses, support me, support Bria, support all our pets, support Sean, help us stay independent, support me using this slide whistle. Go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Glasses. Glasses. Now let's answer a bookish question from one of our listeners. This one is from Mark, who has both a question and a recommendation request. Mark says, hey there, reading glasses. I need your help with something. I just finished a slog of a book, a 600 plus pager that was the final book of a series that I was really enjoying. Unfortunately, this book left a bad taste in my mouth with a very unsatisfying ending. What do you do to try to leave behind a series that you've invested so much time in where the ending falls so short of expectations? Can you recommend something to help me move on. My wheelhouse is Magical Schools, Firefly-type firefly crews in space, f- fiction books about books and libraries, book one of a large fantasy series, and Becky Chambers. <laughs> Bria, first up, what does what can Mark do to get the taste of this book out of Mark's brain? Man, I need to know what this book is. I gotta know what this <laughs> book is. Um, first, I'm gonna say, remember the good times in that series. Don't focus on that last book. You can erase it from the canon if you want. You can just say that book is not part of canon. No need to let it color your feelings of the series. You can still love the series, even though you can be like, eh, last book was a stinker. No need to read that one. You can still love that series. Um, But, um, so that would be my first bit of advice. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, what a bummer. Mm-hmm. especially with a series, especially with 600 pages. But it happens. We get it. Um, my advice for this is to Mark needs a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Mark needs to read a standalone book or mm-hmm. two or three mm-hmm. before Mark dives back into a big series. Like nothing makes you want to read more than finishing a great book and nothing can make you want to take a break from reading like a bad book. 
um, starting another big series might put too many pressures and expectations on it, you know, especially like, oh man, this last book was terrible. I'm going to start this new series. It better be good. I, I think reading a standalone book will take that bad book out of Mark's brain and make some room for a new series. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think a standalone book, I also think get through it. Like get not a book that's not going to take you 600 pages. I'm going to say a sh- book of short stories Ooh, or yeah. or go go tour.com novella. You know, like go novella, go something short that you can get either that idea in your head or a whole bunch of ideas in your head. Because uh, they're short stories, so you read like you know, it's like you're reading ten new ideas, and you don't even even thinking about that that old boring character, that six hundred pager anymore. <laughs> um, the ones I'm suggesting here are um, Charlie Jane Andrews' Six Months and Three Days, Six Months Three Days, which Ooh, is a great good idea short story into itself. But then it also is a full book of short stories, and because you like science fiction, it seems like based on. Uh, uh, the things that you say that you like. It's not necessarily Firefly or a magic school, but I think you would still dig it. And I think a good standalone might be Ninth House, Ninth, Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Oh, yeah. It's got a nice, nice um, uh, magical... It is a magic thing that takes place in a school, and I believe it's the first in a series. Am I... Yes. Yeah. I, the, the sequel's coming out this year, I think. So that one is more your wheelhouse, but I'm going to encourage you to pick up a short storybook... Or go to tour.com and just pick out a cool novella. Uh, yes. What What are you suggesting for Mark? Uh, my recommendation for this is a book I just read and loved, uh, which is The Cartographers by Peng Shepard. Oh, yeah. Um, it is a standalone, uh, and it's got magic. It's got maps. It's got libraries, the, and the New York Public Library specifically. And it's got a great group of characters. Um, Mark said, Mark likes uh, Cruise in Space, but this one has a crew of cartographers who were best friends in college, and it really, like, delves into the dynamics of a big friend group slash crew because they're all kind of, like, working together on something. And I really – I think it's going to tick a lot of those boxes in Mark's wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, I and agree. it's just extremely I read it. fucking good. I read it. So I just finished it, like, yesterday, and I loved it. It's very good. Uh, so that is The Cartographers by Peng Shepard. And I'm recommending Six Months, Three Days by Charlie Jane Anders. Hey there, Glassers. Bria just dropping in something here. I uh, wanted to give you all an update on the drive as of right now. As of right now, um, this is recording this on Wednesday night. We have over 100 people who have joined. So we have reached the readathon level. We will be having a readathon. Very exciting. People loved it last year. We loved it. We had such a good time. We're going to do it again. But we do still need people to join. We still need you to join. We want to get to the level of the Amish romance book we want to get to the level where we do a quarterly uh quarterly recommendations for books about to come out we want to get to the reader retreat so it's not too late this may be the first time you've even heard that we're doing this thing go to maximumfund.org slash join and then send send us let us know you joined we'll give you a book recommendation we'll invite you to the slack it'll be great join us will you and folks remember right now Bria, can you believe the Max Fun Drive is already happening? Oh, we're we're four days in by the time you hear this. We have been working hard, giving those wrecks out, 
being on Instagram Live, hitting all of our goals. We have been working up until Maximum Fun Drive, and we work all the way through Maximum Fun Drive. And right now, you can go to MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support Reading Glasses for as little as $5 a month or as much as, I mean, maybe you're a super rich person and you're like, I'm going to give Reading Glasses $1,000 a month. Wow. Maximum Fun will probably build a statue of you if you do that, but we'll help. Yeah. Something else fun that's happening, if you have already given in the past, if you're already a member, we're using a little hashtag that we'd love you to start using called Maximum Pets. Hashtag we just want to max- see your pets. This is a blatant pets. excuse to it's look at your pets. Just a good way for us to look at those pets, think they're cute, call them good good pets, good boys, good girls, whatever they identify as, and and give those pets a, a nod. So if you—I've already given. If you aren't going to give, please just use our hashtag, Maximum Pets, because we really do want to see your pets this time of year. And if you have already signed up, you already support us, we— so, so appreciate it. And if you want to support us a little bit more, you can upgrade your existing membership, which is fantastic. You can boost your membership even a dollar or two a month. And if you boost or upgrade, that counts towards all the cool goals that we talked about earlier in the episode. And and just so you know, today, today, we're going to do some live recommendations on our Instagram. So if you're listening to this today, it is not too late to get a live recommendation. Just join or upgrade and send us your wheelhouse, your updated wheelhouse, your reading pathways, whatever it is, and we will give you a recommendation on our Instagram live. So just as little as $5 a month gets you access to the Reading Glasses Slack channel, gets you a personalized book recommendation from me and Bria, and you get access to our regular Zoom hangouts. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Very much. And so and the drive lasts for only two weeks. It's already started. Don't delay. Maybe it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I'll check that out later. I know that game. Mm-mm. No, you're, you're not going to do you're it. You're going to forget. I, I forget constantly. I'm always like, oh, I want to look up that thing. And then like five hours later, I'm lying in bed. And I'm like, what was that thing I wanted to look up? So pause the podcast. It's almost done. We're at the end anyways. And go to MaximumFun.org slash join to support us, help us stay independent, help us be able to keep doing the show every single week. Put as many weird things in the show as we want, as much chocolate and slide whistles as we can possibly handle. We can't do the show without you. That's MaximumFun.org slash join. 